Hello everyone, welcome to my show Career Startup Leadership Podcast, a podcast to spotlight world-class Asian entrepreneurs, leaders, C-suite executives and allies who provide candid insights from the personal journey to inspire you. And this is your host Priyanka Kumla joining you on our 92nd episode of the podcast and I have a very special ally for us. But before I unveil who my special ally for the day is, a quick reminder to follow me Priyanka Kumla and our Career Startup Leadership Podcast page on LinkedIn. so you get a wonderful linkedin live notifications we're also on youtube so if you're seeing us there do hit the subscribe and the like so we know that this podcast has inspired you to be a better version of yourself with that being said our episode for today has my amazing guest carolyn keel who's joining us from new jersey hey carolyn welcome to the show hey thank you so much priyanka for having me today such a pleasure to have you on the show carolyn and i'm super excited to have you on the show to talk more about how do you elevate your career through storytelling are you excited to delve a little bit deeper into this and unveil some secrets of success i am it's it's such a great topic and it's really a, a topic that anyone can use in almost any aspect of their lives no matter what their career is that's awesome and to our listeners if you're wondering why you should tune into this episode well let's take a step back everyone has a story to share but most of the times we feel hey my star- story is not worth for people and i don't really have a story and that's the myth that i want to bust with my special guest carolyn and carolyn is an extraordinary storyteller for two important reasons one she's a leadership trainer herself and knows the ins and outs of what it takes to be a good leader and two she's the host of beyond 6 seconds podcast which is an amazing podcast and i would encourage all of you to take a listen at where she's interviewed some of the best minds from the business world the media and technology and her guests include Carly Fiorina the first woman ceo of a fortune 50 company she's one of my favorites as well and a former us presidential candidate she also had Samantha Harris who's an entertainment reporter and the co-host of Dancing with Stars and Arlen Hamilton founder of Backstage Capital and the host of Your First Million podcast as some of her special guests so let's delve deeper into the success secrets and we have an amazing giveaway today a free mentoring session with Carolyn so drop in a quick hello and the country that you're tuning in from for your chance to win this special mentoring session with that being said Carolyn i'm super honored to start talking about you but before that let's unveil a little bit of the other side of Carolyn i know mm-hmm. you grew up in new york and mm-hmm. you were a singer as well so tell us a little bit more about your childhood Gosh, absolutely. So I grew up in New York State, about an hour north of New York City, and uh, in the suburbs. Um, I'm an only child. Uh, grew up in a small town. Was always a, a good student academically. I generally really enjoyed school, and I was a musician. I really got into music pretty early on in life. Around the fourth grade, I started in elementary school. I started playing alto saxophone and started singing around that time. Uh, here and there and i just kept on singing and playing all through my school years uh, got to do some cool competitions and and sing in some really interesting places and then continued both of those in college as well and i don't play saxophone anymore unfortunately but i do i do continue to sing i sing um i've sung in a lot of a cappella groups both in college as well as after college as well and even this past year in 2020 we uh, sang together virtually so that's been a lot of fun 
And, um, you know, other than that, I've always enjoyed, um, you know, a, a lot of different subjects in school. I liked writing, I liked performing, and, you know, most of my, my academics, uh, reading, all of those wonderful things. So, um, yeah, so childhood was, uh, you know, was kind of typical suburban childhood. And, uh, and that's kind of where I'm, where I started. That sounds amazing where you've tipped your toes into a lot of different facets. And I'm quite sure that comes together as a storyteller. But let me ask you this, Carolyn. You're somebody whom I see is obsessed with career development, helping people succeed through elevating themselves in their own careers. Tell us a little bit more about what learning and development to you means, especially in our professional careers. Yeah, absolutely. So I really have been obsessed with career development pretty much even since my school days. So when I was in high school and starting to apply for colleges, I was working with our guidance counselors and I became very interested in the whole concept and the, the job of a guidance counselor because I was maybe one of those strange children who really loved doing research on the college application process. And back then we were getting all the print brochures and mailing away and and just try, just, I really liked the concept of understanding how a particular school or path could fit with someone's strengths and interests. So I think that's essentially what career development is, even though I wasn't calling it that then. So I went to college, I majored in psychology. And at that point, as I was studying different types of psychology, you know, I did some internships in clinical psychology and inpatient hospitals and psychiatric research, and nothing was quite hitting it perfectly for me in terms of a career. But then I started hearing about something called industrial psychology, which I think now is industrial organizational psychology or organizational behavior, which was basically psychology for business. So I'm like, oh, that sounds really interesting. You know, it's, it's not a, a clinical setting, but I could use these principles of psychology and really help businesses operate more efficiently and help people be just better, you know, working it, happier and more effective and more productive and, and all good things within their own roles and jobs at a company. So I also interned in my college's career development office my senior year, which was my campus job. And it was, uh, I, I loved that job. It was amazing. I got to do a, a lot of different things in the office. Um, everything from helping people reviewing resumes and teaching workshops on internet job search and running our resume referral program. So a, a lot of different things. And I was very interested in career development, but the the problem at that point was I hadn't really had a real job because I'd always been a student. So I said, well, let me go out into the world and and work in, you know, corporate life or, you know, work for a few years and then maybe revisit this. So after a couple of short jobs right after school, I wound up settling at a large uh, Fortune 500 company in financial services where I worked for 13 years. I just came in as an administrative assistant and kind of rose up through the ranks, uh, promotions and lateral moves to different teams. And I was always working on different projects that were sort of new initiatives for the company. So we're starting a new risk management program, or we're implementing new product development um, standards. And with that comes the need to train people on, well, what exactly do people have to do differently? What do they have to understand that's different about what's happening? How does it impact them? What do they need to do differently? And what impact, you know, impact and and behaviors basically, which is all tied very closely to learning and development. So I started doing a little training, a little internal employee communications around my projects. 
And that was my favorite part of the type of work I did. So then I decided I wanted to do learning and development. I made the pivot and I've been doing it ever since. And here you are today. Now tell us this, uh, Carolyn, you've had a very successful career coaching other people to be better at their jobs. Mm -hmm. What is one tip you would be willing to give to our listeners on elevating our careers on a daily basis? You know, being being at the forefront of raising your hand for that new project, for those new initiatives. What would you say? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really a a great idea to be thinking about your career and doing something new for it every day. So for me, you know, I I work in learning and development. So I always go to the the idea of really needing to wanting to learn something new or or challenge your your thoughts and and your assumptions about how things are done at the company. Um, You know, one actually one of the guests that I interviewed on my podcast, who you mentioned, Carly Fiorina, uh, she now has a, a leadership training company and her credo throughout her early career, all the way up to, you know, the leadership of, you know, being a CEO is just being a problem solver. So a lot of what she did, she, you know, she joined her first company and she admits she didn't really know anything, you know, she's brand new out of school, didn't know much about you know, not an expert as you're you're joining in your first job, but she still had this curiosity and this interest in finding where there are problems at the organization, um, even small ones like you know things, maybe communication things. People are could be communicating together a little bit better than they are, or something's not working in a process. Um, so I would encourage you to to think about that because one of the greatest things you can be in your career is someone who has a reputation of being a problem solver. And that doesn't mean you have to fix it all by yourself, uh, you know, quite the opposite. The skill is being able to objectively come in, recognize that there's a problem, go in and talk to different people, understand broadly like what the whole, what the situation is, and then help bring together the right people who can provide insights and work together to solve a problem. So a lot of times you can become a facilitator of uh, people putting these together. And then of course, you know, as you have success, these make great stories because that's what a lot of business is all about is, is really solving problems. So you can do that at any level in your career and it's something you can think about every day. That's amazing. So let's talk about, you know, as a professional, when I want to be a problem solver, maybe that's the skill set that I want to amplify as part of my career story. Communication is really important because as a facilitator, you got to have the buy-in of all these different stakeholders. What are some tips that you can give to our listeners? I would say like three tips on how to be better storytellers. Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I was I was thinking about this and really storytelling comes into play at all different all different types of or all different stages of your career whether you're someone who's maybe going to a job interview because you have a job you're interested in or if you are maybe you know you're in your your role you're you're happy with it and you have to give a you know a presentation at work about something that you're working on or even if you're a leader like a middle manager or even the head of a company uh, you've got your own startup business, storytelling is really critical for all of those. It just looks a little bit differently. So I guess in terms of tips, I would say maybe starting with storytelling for job interviews, for example. So if you're you know, looking to learn more about a role or perhaps interviewing uh, for a role, you know, a lot of the questions are what they call behavioral interview questions. So they're the ones that start with, tell me about a time when, or, you know, those types of things, which is basically they're prompting you for a story. So 
what I recommend is in order to help with your stories, telling stills to help advance your career in that way through an interview, you know, beforehand, spend some time thinking about what your stories could be. So a lot of times online, you can find typical interview questions that might be asked, like, tell me about a time you had a difficult conversation with someone at work or, or had a conflict with a coworker, or usually there are things that are challenges or, or kind of show how you reacted to a situation. And think about those stories. Think about those times in your life or in your career, probably say specifically, and build out the story and kind of have it prepared so that you can share it with the, the appropriate question. And a lot of people use what's called the STAR method, which is I think situation, task, action, result. And that's, and that's a pretty good framework. It's something you can tell a story relatively quickly in an in interview. This is, you know, this is the situation. This is what I was asked to do. This is what the, the, the action was, what happened. And then the result was, I don't know, so ideally a positive result or a result that you learned something from the experience. So I think that that's something that you can always think about what those stories are ahead of time. So that's kind of one thing for interviews. Um, for presentations, so my number, my second tip, at some point, many of us will be asked to give, whether it's a, a formal presentation or even just talk at a staff meeting, it doesn't have to be anything fancy or specific at work about an area of our expertise, whether it's a project that we've been working on or just something that we are, are know, know a lot about for work, uh, something like that. And a lot of times, you know, people, and, and I've certainly done this myself, will get to work on our PowerPoint slides or, or whatever it is and put together our data and our charts and our results. But, you know, the other piece that really is important for that is to have the story. Now, it's not like, you know, once upon a time, I made some macros in an Excel file. It's more the story, why is this important to the business? And it helps people, your audience, connect the dots as far as, you know, hey, you know, these you know, this chart has really impressive data and it's going up and up, but what does that mean? Like, what what is this solving? What kind of impact does this have? So it's when you're giving presentations at work or even just talking about an initiative that you're working on, you know, just think about telling the story of, you know, what business problem does this solve? So what was the situation beforehand? Um, and then, you know, kind of talking about your data, what does this data show? And what are your recommendations based on what you found or what the findings are and what the progress is. So the story will vary depending on what your particular project or initiative is, but it's something to, uh, to think about as you, as you present, because uh, in a, a lot of times it's so easy to just, you know, kind of share the data, but that extra, that really, that extra piece is helping people connect the dot, the dots with that story. And that will help again, really help persuade people to support you with your project. If you need extra support or just position you as, as an expert and someone who really understands both business and, and data and, and the technical pieces. You know, that's a great tip, Carolyn, because, you know, for two reasons, one is you're not just reading out of your PowerPoint slide, mm -hmm. you know, you're going beyond that where you're captivating audience. And two, especially in this remote working space, you got to have these anecdotes, these stories that really fascinate people to actually pay attention to you. Mm -hmm. So they're not fatigued by all these online video conferencing calls. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know I wake up, you know, mentally, I kind of wake up if I hear someone's about to tell a story. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm paying attention now. And it's something I think that's really part of our, our humanity. It's, you know, I think storytelling even predates written language in a lot of concepts. So we're very much wired to pay attention to and relate to stories. So it's something really powerful you can use. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for those amazing tips. Now, I want to ask, ask you specifically, Carolyn, you know, a lot of our listeners are of Asian origin. We have women, we have people of color. Mm -hmm. What advice would you have for them specifically in terms of elevating our careers through storytelling, keeping in mind the cultural differences, the ethical differences, uh, 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 the ethnical differences that we might have? Mm. Yeah, I mean that's that is a good question. It's something I was thinking about before we we got on here. And obviously, you know, as a, as an ally, I'm not a, a person of color myself. But something that I've heard through the leadership programs that I've been a part of, and and the other people that I've talked with, is um, you know, and something that's really resonated with me personally. And it's maybe not specific around storytelling, but I think it's really it's pretty critical. Is that you know, a lot of times with leadership development programs, there's a lot of focus on mentoring. So mentoring for underrepresented groups of people in the workplace. Um, but I think what happens a lot is that there is, and mentoring is fantastic and it absolutely can, um, can advance your career. But a lot of times I hear that, you know, people tend to be kind of over-mentored, but under-sponsored. So I learned this difference between mentorship versus sponsorship, actually from watching a, a TED talk by uh, Carla Harris, which um, I, I absolutely recommend. She is a, a very high senior executive at Morgan Stanley, and she's, a fan, she's an author and a fantastic speaker. And there's a, a TED talk that she gave about really how to find the person who can help you get ahead at work. And she outlines very clearly the difference between having mentors who are people who you know, you can kind of go to with with issues and, and talk through challenges and who help guide you and teach you things. And and there's so much flexibility. You could meet with them every week or you could meet with them maybe once. It's really anyone that you can learn from versus sponsors, which are a lot of times much harder to get because sponsors are the people who will talk about you in a good way when you're not in the room. So they will be your advocate when you are not there about when those discussions are happening about who's getting the promotion, who's getting this really great stretch assignment, who's getting to have this great career opportunity that maybe isn't being shared publicly, but they're in those, those closed rooms. And really, I think it's important for um, you know, really all people to remember that you need to have that sponsorship as well. And it's difficult because you need to find someone who is basically willing to put their, um, you know, their reputation and their, um, what are they, their, their social collateral at work on the line for you because they believe in your work. So it does need to be someone who's at least somewhat familiar with your work. And you may even have to go have a short conversation with them and say, you know, you're familiar with my work. I'm really interested in, you know, this type of promotion or these types of opportunities. Would you be willing to, uh, to put in a good word for me or to, to share and talk about, you know, how my work can help advance it. And then, um, so that is a very different conversation from mentorship. So, um, you know, and of course, storytelling can can happen with that as well, because you want to help connect with them, especially if it's a sponsor who may not know you very well personally, and maybe is just sort of aware of your work, but it helps kind of make that connection. And, uh, and certainly it's important to advancing your career to really have that sponsorship. You know, that's very true because to advance your careers, this ties to the earlier thought that you shared with us, Carolyn, mm -hmm. where, you know, you have to be proactive in terms of raising your hand, you know, tooting your horns, letting them know that you are capable of doing certain initiatives that people might not be aware of. There are talents and skill sets that have to be projected in mm -hmm. terms of getting that promotion or that job title or that interesting project. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, Carolyn, as a 
leadership trainer, you know, we always talk about leaders have to be resilient. They have to, you know, have a very strong sense of, uh, you know, charisma when, when they are in the face of adversity. What is your personal experience on handling low moments and what advice would you have for us? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think everybody has those challenges in, in their career if you've been, you know, working in the working world long enough. I would say, well, a couple things. I guess it depends on the low moment. So, for example, if you're in a role and it's just not, your feeling is not a fit or, there, or there's something wrong, one is obviously to identify what, what the issue is. And if it's something that you can, one, if there's something you can correct, if it's something that you can adjust to. So maybe you can't change it, but maybe you can change your mindset or your perception or your attitude towards it. Or three, is it really something that's a deal breaker and you may need to make that decision to move into another role? So I think really spending some time understanding what's going on, you know, connecting with how you're feeling and, you know, what what's what that's in reaction to. And then kind of looking at you know, your your options of what you potentially might want to do instead if you decide you can't stay or you can't kind of adjust to or fix a situation. And then also understanding a lot about yourself. So, and you can actually use storytelling in an interesting way to, to delve into this as well. So there's a, an assessment that I took a, a while ago, I think when I was back in grad school, just learning about different assessments. It's one that I, I don't hear about a lot. It's called Seven Stories. And I, I can't remember who puts it out anymore, but um, I'm sure it's online. And it basically asks you to go back into, you know, through the whole part of your life and think about, you know, little situations where you felt like, you know, you were doing something that makes you happy, that you felt you know, you were really competent at and that, you know, really made an impact on you and sort of writing down and jotting down those notes. And then, you know, kind of looking for patterns. It goes through some more exercises, but you kind of look back and see, well, oh, what are the similarities between all of these stories where I felt like I was really working at my best? And that's one way to really uncover your strengths. Um, there's also the Clifton Strengths Finder te um, test, which I, I know a lot of people use, which kind of gives you a general idea of what your areas of strengths are and uh, what types of things you really, uh, you know, potentially enjoy doing if it's something that's aligned with your strengths. And just understanding that because that will help you think about your career overall. So how do you want to, you know, what types of roles do you want to move into? How do you want to develop your career? Are you happy where you are and just want to try new things or you want to do something different? It's good to know yourself and it's not, <laughs> it's not as easy as it sounds because a lot of times we a lot of times our strengths are not things that we enjoy. Sometimes things that we enjoy are not necessarily our strengths. We may have weaknesses or challenges, but some weaknesses you may have to improve, but some maybe you don't. You know, we don't necessarily have to improve everything. It all depends on where you want to go in your career and what's required required for that type of a role and then kind of shaping it um, likewise. That's fantastic advice. Having a very strategic thought process as you're looking at your career in a holistic way, you know, that's the key to success. Mm -hmm. With that being said, thanks for sharing all these different nuggets of wisdom. We have a fun rapid fire round for you, Carolyn. Are you ready for it? I think so. Yes. <laughs> so you yes. tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the following and in one word, the first one, who's your role model? Brandon Stanton. How do, what does happiness mean to you? Really 
doing what I love as much as possible. These are not going to be one word. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, it's one, uh, one phrase, a sentence. Okay, one so we'll phrase. That. okay. How do you define success, Catelyn? Um, having an impact for what I'm doing. What is one fun thing about you that's exclusive to our Career Startup Leadership Podcast listeners? <laughs> well, I mentioned I'm a singer and I sang on a Comedy Central Presents TV show many years ago. That's awesome. Is that episode still available? It is. I think it's online. It's uh, It aired in 2001, but I, I believe it's still online. That's pretty yeah. cool. I'm going to check it out tonight. Okay. What is your native language and one word to describe yourself in it? My native language is English and the word I describe myself with is persistent. Well, you are an amazing persistent leader who's shared wonderful nuggets of wisdom with us on elevating our careers through storytelling. Do you have any parting thoughts to our listeners, Carolyn, before we wrap up? Yeah, I mean, I would just say definitely think about you're sharing your own story and, and what opportunities you can have for doing that. You know, as, as you said, a, a lot of us tend to think that we don't have a story, but we all really do. And we may have several stories. And sometimes you don't know what the story is until you you look back. So definitely spend some time to uh, to think about your story. And uh, also listen to all the amazing stories that uh, Priyanka has on the uh, Curry Up Startup Leadership Podcast, because she interviews a lot of amazing leaders. And there's a, really a, a lot that you can learn from there. So definitely check out that show as well. Oh, thank you so much, Carolyn. It's mutual admiration for me as well. Beyond Six Seconds is an amazing podcast with a similar mission, where Carolyn is focused on interviewing world-class leaders on their candid journey to inspire you. So go ahead and check those as uh, check those out as well. And we have a free checklist that Carolyn is going to provide, which we'll add as part of our episode notes uh, on how to be a better podcaster as well. So we'll have that information very soon. For me, Carolyn, three key takeaways on this episode. One is being a problem solver. You know, whatever that skill set is, identify that and portray that in your professional career. And two, as part of storytelling, always think about the why and the what. Mm -hmm. How is this going to help your business? And I think that's where the stories really come into limelight. And three, and the most important of all, like what Carolyn is doing, being persistent, being happy and enjoying these fun moments of working as a leader, as a podcaster, whatever fields you choose to be, give your best and have fun. So those are my three takeaways. And I hope our listeners enjoy lis listening to this episode as well. We do have the free mentoring session up for grabs. So for our listeners who are watching this on replay or live, please drop in a quick question or a comment for Carolyn, and we'll pick one lucky live listener, hopefully sometime this week. Thank you so much for joining us on this 92nd episode. And Carolyn, I'm super honored you took time amidst the winter storm that's hitting all of us <laughs> on the East Coast. And I'm so glad we were able to capture some wonderful insights from you today. Ray, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really enjoyed talking with you. Awesome. Thank you. And to our listeners, we have an amazing episode coming up tomorrow, noon Eastern with Meeta Malik, who is the head of diversity, equity and impact at Carter. She's one of LinkedIn's top voices for 2020. So check out our episode today. Well, how are you going to get those notifications? You're going to follow me, Priyanka Komla, and a Career Startup Leadership Podcast page on LinkedIn to get those LinkedIn live notifications. So give us a like as well. And for those who are watching this on YouTube, subscribe, give us a like, and do hit the set up the reminder on option on our YouTube link so you can get automatic email notifications whenever an episode comes out. And for our podcast listeners, give us a like and a subscribe so we can amaze you with some wonderful episodes as we ace our 100th episode very soon. Thank you again. This is your host, Priyanka Komla, signing off from Career Startup Leadership Podcast, 
a podcast to spotlight world-class Asian leaders, entrepreneurs, amazing allies like Carolyn herself, who inspired us with their candid journey. Until tomorrow, this is Priyanka signing off. Thank you.